A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Saturday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Don't forget, of course, I'll be back next week alongside Darren Ben. Well, fingers crossed. I mean, he's been ill all week, so hopefully he'll be back. Anyway, drive time, of course, four till seven weekdays. Now, we start the podcast with some massive breaking news from yesterday, and that's Tyson Fury against Alexander Usyk has been postponed. The fight will not take place on Feb the 17th because Tyson Fury suffered a cut in sparring. TalkSport's boxing correspondent, Adam Catchell, joined my Drive Time show yesterday live in the studio to explain what all this means right after the news broke. What I'm led to believe from uh, various reputable sources that he has suffered a cut. February 17th will not be happening. Anybody that has followed boxing for any long period of time knows full well that there's obviously a period of time where cuts and various things have to heal. Uh, So you're looking middle of the year, in and around May time before anything can be re- rescheduled. That's what I'm being told right now. Like I said, nothing official, must stress no. that. But um, several reputable sources confirming what you've just said. Adam, how bad has a cut got to be? Or is it just any, any cut? cut? Any cut that requires stitches will require a period of time away from, obviously, sparring. We're talking about the Undisputed Heavyweight Championship of the World. Yeah. So if he's cut himself and he's out of sparring, and therefore now we're two weeks away from a fight, let's say this happened a week, two weeks ago, that's four weeks we out sparring, preparing for that, Yeah. you knock it back. Do we know who he's sparring with? Um, there is um, rumours. Again, I don't want to speculate on that because no. um, you want there, an official There's videos line. doing the round, right? There is a video doing the round, yes. Um, but there's no timestamp on the video. Don't know no, where that video's you're from. Right. You're right. Um, okay, let, let me ask you this. I've seen the video, right? Yep. Uh, and it's a sort of uppercut, right? It's a left uppercut that he takes, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. If that video is the video that did the damage, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know the answer to this. I'm asking you. You're the boxing expert. As a Tyson Fury fan mm-hmm. watching that, mm-hmm. would that be cause for concern that he got caught with a punch like that? Mm. Or is that just a normal punch yeah. that you get inspiring? Absolutely, completely normal. Very unfortunate. He had all the protective... If that is the video, he had all the protective gear on. It's very unfortunate. Things like this do happen. It's just incredibly unfortunate uh, that it's happened with a fight of such magnitude that everybody wow. was so excited for. Yeah. And we were also joined on my Drive Time show by Tyson Fury's promoter, Queensbury's Frank Warren, to explain what happened in Camp Fury. It was this morning in sparring, and he was sparring with a Croatian heavyweight who caught his eye with his elbow. So, um, you know, it's, it, I can't tell you how gutted everybody is. And, mm. and you know, and I f- obviously feel for Tyson, I feel for Usyk because obviously he's been training hard for the fight. And I feel, really feel for, um, Turkey Alashik and uh, the, you know everybody at the, who works at the Riyadh season because this is an event that we all worked hard to make happen and unfortunately it's going to as I say it's going to be postponed. It's the biggest fight of this century, 
There's no doubt about that. It's the fight that everybody's wanted. And because of the Riyadh season and his excellency and so forth, and all his team, that's the, that's why it is happening. And nobody is going to try and in any way impair it or stop it from going on. It's unfortunate where we are, but we will make sure that it will that it will occur. That's that's the fight everybody wants to see. Let me tell you something. The big one of the biggest fights in memory is the Rumble in the Jungle, right. and that got postponed because um, George Foreman got a terrible cut, and it got postponed for a period of time. And before he fought Muhammad Ali, and eventually it happened. And this is, we're in a similar situation. Okay. This is the biggest fight of this century, and it's it is exactly the same. Really, the same um, same thing that happened back there in Kinshasa, back in the seventies. Do you think there will be a boxing match on that night, the seventeenth of Feb, or not? Well, I'm a gambling man, and uh, we will see what happens in the next couple of days. Okay, the fact that you haven't said no leads me to believe it could be a yes. <laughs> well, you can interpret that any way you like. That's your choice. But let's. Um, it, it, no, this has been very fast moving. And this is a very massive disappointment to everybody concerned, especially Tyson. And uh, all we can do now is to try and make the best of the situation. We'll see what happens in the next few days. Now, the boxing guest didn't stop there. We were also joined in the studio by light heavyweight Anthony Yard, who gave us an insight onto a replacement fighter stepping in for Fury. I think with um, these experienced guys, you know, Usyk is also, again, very, very experienced. But <laughs> historically, we've seen that late replacements sometimes can ruin these mega fights. Um, Anthony Joshua, at the time he was undefeated, they got a replacement by the name of someone named Andy Ruiz. Mm. He ruined everything at the time. Um, we were talking about Joshua v Fury then. That's the fight I really want to see, I'll yeah. be honest with you. That's the fight everyone wants to see. But again, it's kind of lost this sizzle it's lost its flair a little bit it will still be a mega fight especially in the uk or even um um Riyadh now but it's that thing of late time replacements sometimes can just be that banana elsewhere the premier league returns this weekend arsenal hope to keep their title race hopes alive when they host league leaders liverpool tomorrow afternoon simon jordan had a very blunt response when asked what he made of both teams chances but it's an interesting framing of a conversation because it's the league's leaders against the league's bottlers. So what huh. we're trying to understand is if Arsenal can overcome that, you're in a run-in and your destiny's in your own hands and you start to lose games against sides that are nowhere near the quality of you, what would you categorise that as? I would say it was a psychological weakness that they didn't overcome the adversity of, of the opportunity to win the league because Man City won the league because Arsenal handed it back to them. Big game for Arsenal. Former Gooners Ray Parlow and Perry Groves spoke to breakfast about what it means for their season. I would say it's over. Or lose. No, 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 no. If they lose, it can be very difficult. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they, if they if they drop points against Forest the other night, then you would say it's a must win. Yeah. For Arsenal's point of view, but they got all three points in the end. They can't lose the game. If Liverpool beat Arsenal this weekend, I think for me, the title's over. For this game, I'd bring in Kai Havertz. And the reason being, because if you said to Jurgen Klopp, how do you want a team to set up against you and how do you want them to play? He would say, I want the centre-half to split. I want you playing out from the back, playing into midfield. So Liverpool come and pressure. So for the first 15, 20 minutes, 
McLarteta, his coaching staff, and all of his analysts must be saying to his back four, I don't want you playing out the back. I don't want you playing out the back for the first 15, 20. I want you going, yeah, hitting it forward so you um, stop Liverpool coming in pressure. Then the game might spread out. So I'd actually play Kai Havertz in that granite Zaka inside left position and then ping it into him for that first 20, 15 minutes. And TalkSport brings you live and exclusive commentary of the early kickoff today as Everton host Spurs. But on breakfast yesterday, Alan Pardew said Ange Postacoglu's management style reminds him of someone. Well, ironically, uh, I, I sort of set my team up at Newcastle in a, in a similar mode to Ange. You know, full press and creating crosses in the box and runners in behind, etc., etc., in a high line. And it's hard to come out of that groove, you know, in that last period when, you you know, you're looking to sort of have a strategy for that final part of the game. It's hard to sort of get that balance right between coming off that and going to something else. Uh, so, you know, and, and looking at Ange, he just, he doesn't have that fear. He's, it was almost like we just carry on uh, the same manner uh, and the result will be with what it will be. But when you look at Ange's record, uh, the clubs he's been at, of course, and obviously he was been at Celtic uh, in very similar football to ours, uh, but not probably the standard of the Premier League. He, that's what he did. Yeah. And I don't think he'll change. And don't forget, TalkSport is your home of cricket as well, as we bring you every ball of England's five-test tour in India on TalkSport and TalkSport 2. India finished day one on 336 for six after winning the toss and choosing to bat. And we bring you coverage of day two this morning. David Bumble Lloyd joined H&J and had his say on the first day's play. If you look at this pitch compared to the first one, the first one, you looked at it and think this is going to spin from ball one. This this looks a pretty good pitch. Now, you'd expect it to be exactly the same for at least a couple of days. And so you get into that test match cricket, they're 336 for six. They'll be looking for 400. Get 400, you're well in the game. Then it's over to England. England then have to bat well, really well, in their first innings. You stay in the game, first innings, and then you're looking to pounce on that third innings when it's just doing a little bit more. What about uh, Shay Bashir? What did you make of his debut, Bumble? On social media, it says he's nerveless. And that is absolutely perfect. That Tom Hartley comes in as 24-year-old. I think this lad is 20. I think it's incredible that they can come into Test Match Cricket and have an influence on the game. Absolutely thrilled that he's picked up uh, a couple of wickets. And also, Rian Ahmed, mm. he's a teenager. He's picked up, t- with a, the most difficult art of leg spin, mm. picked up a couple of wickets. So these lads going forward will only get better. Don't forget, if you want all the reaction to England's test in India, listen to the following on podcast with John Norman. Available on the TalkSport app or wherever you listen to this one from. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And we end today's potty with Ray Parler and Alan Brazil talking about a spy pigeon. Bit of a coup that, isn't it? A pigeon accused of being a... Well, you can't He's make a spy. You can't make up. This pigeon was a spy. A pigeon accused of being a Chinese spy has been cleared by police and released back in the wild. <laughs> or get lost. <laughs> the bird was detained by officers as it was captured in May last year near a port in Mumbai. It was found with two rings tied to its legs featuring words that appeared to be Chinese. <laughs> However, after eight months in captivity, it emerged that the creature was an open-water racing bird from Taiwan. Wow. <laughs> you can't make it up, can you? No, not really. Pigeon, I mean, pigeon racing's big, and yeah, especially in the big. north, I think. Look. I think should, Eddie Gates used to keep racing just, pigeons. I asked you during the break, didn't I? How, how far can a pigeon yeah, go? I said 500 miles. You said five, No, it's a lot more than that. 1,300 miles. You said to me it was 400. No, it's 1,300, is which is really amazing, there? really, isn't it? To, to find, get, get, find their well, nest. Well, they used them in the world, didn't they? Homing pigeons. Yeah. They, well, it says uh, they say thousands of lives during the World Wars One and Two, because it was it was the um, messengers, weren't they? And that's it for another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast. Thanks for listening on the Talksport app or wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure, of course, you hit the subscribe button. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcasts out first in the morning. So do what you got to do to get it to the taxi. Have a good day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talksport.